It might be. Yeah, man, we back at it. Episode 211. We're doing, we're talking some anti-work. It's not what you think it is. Uh, we're talking some Yair uh, Holloway. What else are we talking, John? How dare you put Yair's name first? How dare you? I mean, look, Yair's a beast, but uh, but give Max his respect. It's already bad enough that Dana and the UFC disrespected the man by putting yep. him on a free ESPN Plus card that started at like what eight in the morning or whenever the hell that fight started. It was a terrible time. Yeah, one hundred percent a terrible time. Yeah, dude, it was it was pathetic. I don't listen. We got we got a lot to talk about. We got some. Uh, uh, we're probably gonna curse on this one if I'm being honest, because I just got questions about a plethora of different. Plethora. With there you go with your favorite uh, word again. Audacity is my favorite word, but that's what we'll go with for now. But yeah, man, for right now, this is the intro. Check it out from Anhouse House Beats. Yo, what are you doing right now? The big V. Look, man. All right, man. Let's just jump right into this shit. <laughs> so, uh, I made my wife wake so, up and drive me there anyway. You, <laughs> Is it major? What's that going so? What's that going on? ¿Qué pasó, papá? ¿Cómo estás? Any questions? Now, when you bought that sweater, right? You just go, fuck it. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going full Mr. Rogers. You've tuned into the match at a podcast. Podcast. Hey man, you know what it is. Our ketchup is always slightly and most likely bourbon infused. So what's right. new with you, my brother? Well, I'm sipping on some of this larceny. They got. Oh, they, God, I told just, you. Hey, look, ah, this ice, you know, bro. You. This is the second week in a row that I put that. You know the the sphere of ice in there. It, it makes me so mad, dude. Like it, it's just, already, You see how clear it is already. It's already watered down. Yeah, it's so hey, no, don't, don't get it twisted. It was it was already at that level actually before I dropped the ice. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. Um, sure. Weeded bourbon. I like I, I like this larceny uh, small batch. Delicious. I yeah, could drink this shit like Coke. I could just down it. I'm not going to because we got a show to do. But yeah, that's not that's not a good way. I'm I'm sipping on some uh, some Clyde May six here. Please Same elaborate. One. <laughs> Same one from last time. I got this from Total Wine, man. Not not many places uh have this like have this bourbon. It's uh 102 proof, non-chilled. Fil- I'm reading I'm reading the thing on it. Yeah, uh, non 100 non-chill fil- non-chill filtered. This is from barrel number. Th- I like the detail on the on the label. Barrel number 358. It was bottled 11 2 of 1920. That was the bottle date. It was barreled 923 of 2014. So it's almost seven years old. Um. Yeah, man, it's a solid uh, straight bourbon whiskey. I I like it, man. It's 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 definitely one that you could you could start sipping on right away, but it catches up to you very quickly because you know the hundred the hundred proof is is no joke. It's not a game out here in these. It's not a joke out here in these streets, especially when you haven't eaten anything in about seven hours. So it's uh just uh you know dealing with some this dealing with some stress and shit. Yeah, man, stress. Are we talking about? I mean, we'll get into that in a, in, in a couple seconds. In a, in a second, I don't want to. I don't want to jump ahead. I want to stay. I want to stay within the the brackets of conversation. So, uh, have you seen? What have you been doing this weekend, bro? I know we've been talking, but I know we watched the Yair fight. That's how I'm going to call it, right? Yeah. Yair Holloway fight. But we'll talk about that at the end. Yeah. So I'll tell you what I did not do at the beginning of the weekend, which was Friday. Um, I was looking. And, and, and this was on your suggestion. Actually, not, not your suggestion because I had looked at this before you mentioned it, but the U.S. 
uh, and Mexico game that took place yes. in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is probably the most American place for any soccer to have to take place. It's got to be the best home field advantage, right, for the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that tells you like Oklahoma, right? Like Oklahoma. Would yeah, be right, Oklahoma. Right, well, yeah, but Ohio is like like the you know the whole Midwestern vibe. Like that's you know, and they got a and they got an MLS team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Columbus, right? The Columbus mm-hmm. crew. So no, FC Cincinnati. Um, they got a, they got their own personal team. Oh, do they? Yeah, bro. See, that's, that tells you how much that tells you yeah. how much I care about <laughs> MLS yeah. and American there. soccer in general. But 100%. but you know, I, I, I was thinking about it and I was going back and forth, and you know, I just for the quality of the soccer, I didn't want to go. I, I knew what it was gonna be, or I'm what what the, the US has what the US has shown itself to be on the mm-hmm. big stage. Um yep. And so I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going. And then you you sent me that message on WhatsApp. And so I reconsidered. So I started looking at the ticket prices. And yeah, that, <laughs> yeah that, that, that decision was made for me as soon as I saw the ticket prices. It was starting yep. at 325 yep. per ticket. And they were selling selling them in in like, uh, I guess, bundles, like two tickets, three, four tickets at a time. So it was 325 yep. per ticket for two people. And that was the cheapest one. And it's yeah. like up in those bleeds. I mean, but for soccer, it's kind of different. Like it doesn't, you can enjoy the game from, from that far anyway. Yeah, it doesn't uh, matter. But yeah, man, 325, that would have been, and it was for Javi and I, that would have been, you know, $700. Cause you know, there's always like ticket fees and taxes and that would have been a three and a half hour drive, which I don't really mind that much. Uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, you not, drive all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I wasn't about to spend $700. You would have to get a US. hotel too, right? No, I would have. Like it was Friday night, man. I, the game would have ended what? The game ended at eleven, yeah. you know, because there's no yeah eleven o'clock. I would have driven back. We would have been home at two in the morning, but I, I'm not staying in Cincinnati. Um, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. So not only did I not get tickets, I didn't watch the game. I was kind of monitoring yeah. the game, and you're like, "Yo, right. are, you, are you watching the game?" I'm like, uh-huh. "No, dude, I'm not watching the game." It was they were like at minute sixty five or something, and it was still zero yeah. zero. Oh. Which you know, I was like, I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't drop that seven hundred dollars. And I think I was watching Hannah the series on on, on Prime. Prime. And then I was, and then I moved on to uh, Mel and I watched Red Notice, the new movie with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Don't tell me anything. I haven't seen it yet. I was, I was told, (laughs) I was told not to. My wife is out of town, right? Uh So I was told not to watch it. I can't watch that of Shang Chi because I wasn't able to come home Friday, Mm -hmm. and then Saturday. She left, so I've just been like scrolling through YouTube and trying uh-huh. to find like random stuff to watch. Which of today, I'm, which today is fine because I got Yellowstone, which I know you haven't seen yet, and Succession, which is another show that's the mother shit. Succession, I, I should watch. Yeah, look, for you sure. should Yellowstone. Want, I don't know if I'm going to. You should what? Look, I'll tell you like this. There's they're very similar, right? In in different ways though. Like they're both. It's like I don't want to like. I'm not gonna ruin it. It's like it's like different versions of white privilege, right? Like, but it's yeah, it's 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 a very interesting and entertaining way because the characters are so good. Like succession, there's no good people. Right? Yeah, they're all horrible people. They're what all you would imagine people. billionaires yeah. would be. Yeah, exactly. Just they don't there's no there's no empathy, they're sociopaths, they don't mm-hmm. care about anybody, like the way they like it's just the way you imagine them to be is hundred percent how that show is, but Yellowstone does have good people, but those good people often do bad things, right? Like they're not they're not mm-hmm. what you would consider good by law, but they're good right. in in the show and in the character. You know what I'm saying? Like the clearly okay. you're doing you're doing some illegal shit, right? Like you're killing people, you're doing all, 
but you're doing it for a good reason. Like though though that doesn't justify it, mm-hmm. but it's just it's such a good show, dude. It's it's just they're okay. both really good shows. So Sunday's a good a good day for me. Yeah, I haven't I'll seen last You should definitely watch Succession though. Highly uh, that so- show. Yeah, I'll watch that for sure. Just like I got to get back to watching um, Billions, which was an awesome show. Yeah. But anyway, so so um, so I went out to watch Red Notice, and right. I happened to check, you know, like a few minutes into the movie. I was like, let me see what the score is, and you know, two zero U.S. one. I'm like, where did I? I wasn't expecting a two zero win from you know mm. sixty five, almost seventy minutes into the game. I saw that it was still zero zero, and I think. Pulisic scored in like what the seventy second or seventy fourth minute, something like that. Seventy. That was like the seventy second, and then McKinney scored in like the eighty fourth or eighty sixth minute. So Dos yeah. Acero, Dos Acero again because they've Dos done Acero. Dos, Acero, Dos right. Acero again, and they did it to they did it to Mexico and Columbus um, years ago, which were like what made it famous. And then right. Dos Acero again, but now in FC Cincinnati's, I think, home stadium. Yeah, man, Ohio like, is home field event. I mean, anywhere in America, but I think Ohio has got to be the place where they would they love to play the most. I mean, Ohio yeah. is a big soccer state mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in the U.S. So yeah, no, I've seen I've seen Cincinnati's like from what I've seen like on like clips and stuff. Like mm-hmm. their fans are crazy. So shout out to them. You know, U.S. U.S. Soccer did some, uh, I guess you can call it questionable stuff. You know what I mean? To make sure that the stands and the fans were more uh, skewed American, which makes sense. Because uh-huh. too many times have there been games were on on U.S. soil, where it's U.S. Mexico, and it's not a U.S. home game. Like it's eighty twenty, you know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like little section that they're like almost like going. Don't play, play in like there. FS. Don't play in California. Like, well, they're playing <laughs> no. in like Vegas. They played in Vegas. Close enough. Played, like yeah, close <laughs> enough. Right. Like they play in all these different places. I was like, oh, dude, what what are you doing? Like they play. I remember one year they played in like Jersey, which had like a seventy percent of the population of Costa Ricans live in Jersey. And they played like Costa Rica, so they lost to Costa Rica because it was like a Costa Rica. There was more Costa Ricans in Costa Rica in Jersey than there are in Costa Rica. But you know, and it makes sense why they want to do that, right? To attract that crowd from the other team. And I guess you're just not expecting that it's going to be overwhelmingly on the other team side, right? (laughs) But dude, this I'll tell you. Look, I've watched I watched soccer uh, to the level that it's still football, right? Like I I watched like the World Cup Super League. Yeah, I can't believe Saturday you morning. That, I was watching uh Morocco qualifiers today. It was like there was two games on at the same time, so I was like flipping back and forth. Yeah, mm-hmm. Portugal, Serbia, and you had Spain, Sweden. Right, two two really good matches, right? Uh-huh. So I'm flipping back and forth. Portugal ends up losing at the at the death, basically. So now they got to go into the playoffs to so even make it into the World Cup. Right, and so, so Serbia's in, Spain's in, and I think Sweden goes into the playoffs. Not, you know what I mean? Yeah, like. And you watch that level, you watch that level, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like, what? What are, what are we gonna do here?" Right. You know what I mean? Like after after watching the like one of the most dominant performances by the U.S. Right? Because it wasn't that second half. Mexico didn't even look like they belonged on the pitch, bro. It was so weird. Like it wasn't. They didn't. I don't think they had a shot on goal at in that whole second half. Like maybe like after they got desperate, mm-hmm. but it was never anything of threat. It was weird, man. Like. U.S. just took the game over, and this is the best they played all, all like hexagonal long, period. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to. I sent you a clip to a, a Spotify podcast with Grant Wall and Landon Donovan, and yeah, another guy who's like on, in Metal Arc, part of the Dan Lebatard show. Uh, can't remember his name. Uh, Chris Whittingham. Yeah, uh, yeah, Witty. Yeah, yeah, Witty. And so yeah. 
they were talking about how that first half Mexico had like one or two of like the most dangerous chances. Yes. But that yeah, even nasty through balls. But even yeah. though they had those like the, the, the most dangerous ones, it, it seemed like that the US was controlling the pace of the game and that they were playing yeah. their game. And yeah. then in the second half is when like you know they it I mean they continued that and, and they broke it open. And yeah. like you said, it seemed like Mexico didn't belong uh on that it stage. Was weird, dude. Look, I was I've been like I watched I watched every game of the of the hexagonal, right? Like I've 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 almost not missed a minute. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I uh, and they keep the thing that I their worst performance was Panama, right? They played right. the worst possible players in the in and when they have better players at that position, right? Mm-hmm. And when they play the European based Americans, it's a totally different game, right? Yeah. Like if you sprinkle in the MLS players, yeah, like Ricardo Pepe, the the center forward that's eighteen, that's probably gonna go to Bayern Munich. And learn under the one of the greatest struggles of all time, and and uh, uh, Lewandowski, Lev- Lewandowski, like, yeah, yeah, that has like a similar frame. Gonna be a baller. Like he has to leave FC Dallas, right? But when they play those players, and their and their European based players are also young, they're a mm-hmm. totally different team, right? Yeah. Like you got Eunice Musa, that's a baller for Valencia. Weston McKinney, that's at Juventus, starting and a difference maker. It's probably gonna go to Tottenham though. Um, you have Christian Pulisic, you know what I mean? Which right. there's rumors now on Twitter that uh that he might be going to Barcelona in January. Really? Right? Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's a chance. I don't know why he would do that. Expect like I guess they need well, a left winger. I mean, I know why you would say that because you're like Real's no, no, right no, there. I, why are you going? <laughs> no, no, no. You can't. No, first of all, he, you should not go to Real Madrid because <laughs> you you love Christian Pulisic, but you're not starting over, over Vinicius. At that left wing, Vinicius like, is a monster. Vinicius, remember what I, I about a year ago this time? What I said was Vinicius. You were you were you were all over Vinicius. I was like, he's inconsistent, and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah and he over was the last year, year and a half. Because I yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I knew him as. He's like he's he's got this this ceiling that's incredible, but yep. he never really lived up to it consistently. And uh, boy, uh, yeah, has he has he lived up to that building? Right, it's changed, and he's he's yeah, grown into that player. That P, that everyone expected him to be. Yeah, like I was, I was actually. It's funny that you say that, right? Getting into this conversation, like I, last night, I, you know, like wife's not home, so I'm able to watch all the like random YouTube shit. And like there was like this breakdown because YouTube has everything you want to learn about. Like they had a breakdown and like they did like, oh, what, like what's changed with Vinicius? Like it went mm-hmm. to like he changed his diet. He got a personal trainer that was a trainer at like Bologna or Juventus or some some right. Italian club. That's not his personal trainer. Like during the pandemic, he got he made sure to not go crazy, and got like a that uh, uh, a nutritionist and cooked for him and the whole shit. Yeah. Like did just completely rededicated himself to the game. Not now his fit. Like his biggest problem was finishing. Like he'd be way past everybody, but he'd somehow sky it, and he's not doing that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Back. So back to Pulisic. Like they're saying, there's rumors, right, that he might go to he might go to Barcelona, which makes a little bit of sense. Like I don't know exactly who their left winger is. Like, because Asu Fati is their striker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you could have, you could possibly play there and you got Serginho Dest. So they would have a, a relationship and it'd be an easy transition. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we'll see. Like, when you play the European based players, it's different, right? Like, you got Timothy Weah that plays in uh, in the French league. But so I watched, so back to what I was saying, right? Like, I watched every game and every game, there's always, there's always an opening at the back post, right? Like, when, when you're, let's say you're crossing from, from the right wing or left wing, that back post to the other side is always open, but nobody ever makes that run, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm watching the game, and I'm at I'm at a hotel, so I'm I'm talking to talking to my team. We're talking about men's soccer, though. U.S. men's soccer. No one makes yeah, that U.S. Run, right? 
yeah, yeah. whatever US reason. Yeah, for whatever reason, they never make that back post run. And there's a look, our our wingers and our and our uh the, and our and our like left and right backs aren't the most accurate of passers, right? So they'll over they'll overhit it like in the in, so there's always should always be somebody at that back post. And that's what Polistic, that's the run Polistic made. And I said that like in the third minute, I was because they had a bunch of crosses that mm-hmm. didn't land. It just went too far. And I was like, yo, man, somebody's gonna make a back post run. And that's how Polistic got it, because nobody make a back post run for 75 minutes or whatever it was. Right. And Polistic makes it literally nobody marked him. Right. Like the guy like reacted late, but he was like a foot away from the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper had no chance when Tim Weah made that cross. So they're a different team, but just like the fact that there's no diversity in their runs right into the box yeah. it's always everybody goes to the to the spot you know what i mean so it's like it's very easy to defend when everybody it's everybody going to the paint basically mm-hmm. like nobody nobody has that 15 foot jumper everybody goes oh let's just dunk let's just dunk let's just dunk so when they he made that run and that was a difference and then mckinney was just like off a dribble bounced off a guy and then he was open and then he he put it in the in the bottom left corner yeah, I don't know. Like it seems to me, and this, you know, like they've always, I've always said that the the reason why the U.S. struggles is because we don't have a, a feeder system, right? You know, yes. I, 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 my gripes with AYSO and pay uh, pay to play that whole pay to play yep. system that we have in the U.S. Um, you know, I'm I'm not gonna rehash that, but yeah, we talked about it, yeah, yeah, yeah but the. Uh, you know, so and they, I don't know how many different coaches they've had, but sometimes they try to play with a specific tactic yep. or but but no creativity correct you know what i mean and it's yeah. it's so it's so structured that it's predictable and boring and you know there's it a reason why in brazil they call it the beautiful game right like you yes. you have skills and you have game. tactics and strategy but you know you have to use that creativity we have athletes mm-hmm. use that use that athleticism to to you know to 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 create plays and you 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 do you can't do that by like you said just everyone going to the paint everyone going to the box yep uh you have to give the keeper you have to give the defense something to think about yeah, and, something, uh, something different a couple yeah. times like we talk about it all the time right like sometimes you have to get a couple offsides calls mm-hmm. so like draw that back line for you have back, to you know right I mean? and and, and, and gets... you hear that in every game whether it's like yeah. i say that the, you know you hear announcers say that like oh that's like the third time he's been caught offsides but you see that that back line now yeah. they're alert who's the lip? Like, yeah, it was a little on. bit further back than that. Than that midfield's a little bit more spread out. Like right. all that is tactics, exactly. Yeah, and and they don't. And when they play, like I was, I was stressed for that game because I thought that uh, Triple G Greg Greg, Greg Burhalter was gonna <laughs> start. Um, was gonna start Sebastian Lejet, solid player in MLS, kind of. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. he's gonna he, look. I'm we we shit a lot on MLS, right? But. There's there's a clear difference in class and level between that and the leagues we're used to watching all our Absolutely. lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Like that's all that's all it is. And if you play in the MLS, cool. I have no problem with that. Like Weston, I don't think Weston McKinney, like there's been Tyler Adams, which is a great center center mm-hmm. uh center defender, CDM. Like he's you know, he played in, in MLS, but he went to Europe. Right? right. Like you have to like you have to play with higher level players, no matter the league. To be to be to become better. When you're the best one in that on that team, you're not going to develop into one of the greats of all. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. we need. So if you're an MLS lifer, to me, there's a reason why you're an MLS lifer, right? The level of competition that you've had is always going to be a level below, right? Like when you're at when you're a Western McKinney that plays at Juventus or Schalke, you've played against the Bayern Munichs, you've played with Ronaldo. You know what yeah. I mean? Like 
you've played with the Pianiches. You played like a ton. You could not mention a ton of players that you know what I mean. People will recognize. You can't mention ten players in the MLS and be like, oh yeah, that guy's a baller. You know what I mean? You know it's crazy. It's that look. It, it's we do we do we we do talk a lot of smack about the MLS, but it's not just Europe. I mean, we left. There's leagues in in Chile, yes, Argentina, yes, Brazil. I mean, yeah, there's the the MX, the Mexican league as well. And I've never been, I've never, I don't know, I've never been a fan of Mexican soccer, right? Me neither. Me um, either. just I, I don't know. I'm not not saying it's not good. They've they've been competitive. Uh, they they've had success at they progressing through rounds in 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 some World Cups. But uh, I've just, I've never been a fan of of how they play the game. But they have some really, they've had some talented players through the years. But yeah, yeah. I mean, so all these other leagues that have been around w- well before the MLS. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's com- competitive players there. There's competition there, and yep. I mean, some players don't play in those leagues because it, maybe it's not because they can't cut it. It's maybe they do get better money in the MLS, right? There's also that. But yeah, if you're an MLS lifer, um, mm-hmm. nothing against you, but nothing. that level of competition, like your your game is either your game maybe won't progress, and that's fine. You know, certain people have certain athletic abilities. But uh, for the U.S. game to, to move forward, I think either our league has to improve or we have to have more players playing abroad, whether that's in South America and yeah. Europe. And, you know, like I told you, <laughs> you, you laughed. I was watching Turkish uh, Turkish Super League. But yeah. still, I mean, when you play in the top flight teams, sure, that the Turkish that Super League Bernacci? is top heavy with a couple teams. Yeah. Is that what like? Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, like right. I even and again, like I don't but I know Fibonacci, right? Like, yeah, there's there's teams like. You like, for example, you didn't know a three three hours away. There's another another soccer team. No, you know I, mean? I thought I, it was just the one from an hour and a half. Columbus. I didn't know Cincinnati had a team, but I yeah, don't exactly. Keep up. Dude. Look, but my my whole thing was like, cool. You can play playing in the MLS. Nothing wrong with you. You're still a professional mm-hmm. athlete. Still succeeded at a, at a high level more than most people have. Yeah, not knocking that at all. But if when when there's players that have played against better competition, you shouldn't just get that because the coach likes you, right? Right. Like. Sebastian Legit isn't the reason we lost to Panama, right? But he looked terrible on a at our worst performance, right? The uh, Paul Ariola, like, and I'm not saying anything new. Like, you can watch anybody on YouTube that's like the analyst for the team. Paul Ariola's biggest, uh, highest level of effectiveness is like making runs without the ball, right? Like he's that's that's what like he's just gonna run fast. That's it. Like that's he's gonna run, but he doesn't. He's not gonna that, finish with the ball. He's gonna be it, terrible that, at crossing. That has, that has its use. Like we talked about athleticism and creativity, and he may not finish, but you got to give some. If 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 he can do that, and we can attempt some through balls, some crosses, something to to give right, the defense. But he doesn't though. <laughs> that's the thing. Like that's his only attribute is fast. Can't knock him, and that might that might work for yeah. him. But on this stage, when we've already failed to get to the World Cup. Look, it might, I might have a different look outlook on it if we made made it to the last World Cup and we're good, right? Like, oh, let's do, he, he can make it. He can mm-hmm. give us some depth or whatever. You you don't look at it that bad. But like, once you've seen failure, like we I've seen failure like constantly, especially with like the Hurricanes and all these teams that I'm 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 riding with. Mm-hmm. Like I'm exhausted by it. Like I don't want to see that consistently when I'm like when there's Timothy Weah, the son of a former Ballon d'Or winner, George Weah. Yeah. That's better and played against better competition and started at PSG and now starts at Lille. Like what? Like there's a better player there. Why are you giving him that spot? Hey, this is That's how how passionate or dispassionate we are about U.S. men's uh, soccer. That the question was, hey, 
what did you do this weekend? And we talked for yeah. 21 minutes uh, yeah. about med soccer and our disappointment or our surprise of how they played this past weekend. Yep. Because uh, <laughs> that wasn't the only thing, right? That wasn't the only thing we got into, right? We, there was a fight that we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I'll say Veterans Day was an early weekend, even though Friday I worked, it was an early start to the weekend. And I, that's weird, I, right? It uh, should be like a four day. It should be like Thursday, Friday. In the military, it is. Like, yeah, it should be. Yeah. In the military, it is. Uh, but hey, that's fine. All the free meals, told- they, they, they were giving out all the free meals. All of them. Yeah. I didn't take advantage of one of them, which I definitely should have. I I, I, um, I never do, except for this past one. Yeah. yeah, I did it. Dude, I did it once years ago. I, th- I want to say, like, I was still, like, in the National Guard. Mm-hmm. um, at Like, because I was finishing out my time. And I I remember I went with my boy that was out, that was with me, my boy Jay. And we went to Chili's. And you got, you have, like, the, you know how they give you, like, the veterans menu where it's, like, yeah. uh, an appetizer, the three meals, and then, like, mm-hmm. a dessert or whatever. Like, you don't get, like, the actual meal. Yeah. So we went there, dude, and we like because it was free. We're like, yo, let's just get everything, bro. Yeah. We're supposed to go out that night, and I was like, yo, I can't do shit else after this. Like, hey, we gonna have to call this, bro. Yeah. Don't have to unbutton my pants. Like, this is this is a bad idea. Like, just because it was free, like gorge ourselves because we went in there hungry. We had like done a bunch of shit the whole day. It was wild. But look, uh, before we jump into this next topic, real quick, what did you think of Red Notice? Like one on a scale of one to five. I give it a 27.8. Oh, that like that? <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No, man. Look, here's what I <laughs> <laughs> look. First of all, oh, <laughs> if Dwayne the Rock Johnson's in the movie, even though he doesn't like to be called The Rock, yeah. um uh, it's gonna have a, a 20 out of five stars automatically. Okay, all right. But uh, because I know he's your favorite, I know how you feel about the rock, so mm-hmm. I'm a big fan <laughs> of the rock. Just wish he did um, better movies. Walking Tall, yo! I want to watch Walking Tall again. I saw Look, man, it. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was. What no, you'd expect? Your voice got really high <laughs> there, was, bro. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was, the uh, hell was that, JB? It was, it was when you don't want to give your, you don't want to give <laughs> like you know, your honest your, opinion, like your honest yeah. opinion. Yeah, 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 let's yeah. change the top. No, yeah, it was right, entertaining. I mean, it's it's a movie with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, uh, it's, Ryan Reynolds, and Ryan Reynolds. I mean, it's funny. It, it was a funny. It was a good on screen chemistry. Exactly what, exactly what you expected it to be. Yeah, it was it was a funny movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was you know what whatever whatever these action comedy movies are like. You know, if you're it's a movie to watch on a Friday night, and uh, you know, I'm Part the one. The- remember, remember. I don't I don't judge movies harshly okay i'm the right. one that roped us into going to watch wild wild west this back in like 1999 yeah and we yeah, sat through yeah. the whole movie uh-huh. we was like no no no. we in paid my, for these like in my tickets. mind i swear to god i tell that story still different that we walked mind, out we left no. yeah in we my did mind, not leave yeah no. we watched that whole movie yeah. <laughs> in your mind because you, you checked out I 10 minutes into the movie. checked out bro so yeah I completely, you, in, in your mind, mind you definitely did you were somewhere else we were in the theater in my mind, we were in the Ford Probe, headed back to the apartments. Oh, we the were Ford done. Probe. <laughs> we were done, bro. Like in my mind, that happened. That's sort of good. No. Anytime I talk about a, I talk about a movie that was what's the worst movie you've ever seen. I was like, yo, we walked out of, like, we walked <laughs> yeah. out of Wild, Wild West. I mean, you you I checked out, God, yeah. That story. You definitely did, bro. We physically, out. physically, we were there. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Oh, that's so terrible. God. I don't know how. That's crazy how that works. Right? Like, have a totally different memory. Of an event that somebody else was there, like yo, I remember that yeah. totally differently. 
Hey, someone's like being someone is being gas. Someone is gaslighting somebody. Because yeah, where's the truth? One of us. Either we walked out or we stayed for the movie. Yeah. Which one was it? I could, dude, I swear <laughs> to God, I have it in my mind that like we were the only ones in the theater, and like we we were in the back row and jumped over the seats. We were in the back for sure. Yeah, and I there weren't many God, people one there. One of us, one of us is wrong here, John. Because I remember that. No, no, shit. you're correct about that. There weren't many people there. We're in the back. I don't yeah. remember who else was with us. Was Chris and maybe someone else? I don't know. But Chris we watched that we whole damn movie. And ah, uh, so crazy, bro. and if we didn't, it's because I went back and saw it on my own at some at some other time. No, I think we, then we might have seen it because I never saw, saw it again. Like, if you're telling me we saw that whole movie, why would you? Yeah, what I think you yeah. did see it twice though. I think you might have gone gone back to see with like Marlon and his sister. That that could have been totally. I don't maybe. Yeah, but I, I know I've yeah. seen that movie like on Netflix or wherever it came out at some point. You know, Never in the last few years. Again. Never yeah. seen that movie again. Never hit very realistic. Ever. Um, ever again. <laughs> ever again, dude. I but, remember. But, but listen, so, yeah. No, no yeah. I don't. I don't judge movies harshly, and it reminds me of an episode of uh, uh, Black AF or hashtag Black AF. Which that show came out a couple years ago on Netflix by uh, what's the dude's name? Kenya Kenya Bears, the creator of uh, uh, Blackish, and it's hilarious because it's it's supposed to be you know a story of him and his family, right? Yeah, um, the spoof of it. Yeah, the spoof of it, and it's hilarious. And in one of the episodes, he's talking about how hey, I got I got called in to do a uh, a panel for a black for a black movie, you know, direct black director. He's yeah. like, I saw it, and this ain't it. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? And so, you know, he's like, everyone, he's looking at reviews and talking to people and like all the people he's talking to, the white people he's talking to, they're like, oh, this is great. This movie is uh, trans- Was it like a black director based on like a black character? Like it was one of those? Yeah, like, it, it, yeah it's just like white a black people movie. people are like, oh, this is the greatest movie. Like that whole right, triggering right. thing. Yeah. And then, so, so, he, yeah, so he's yeah. like, this movie, he's like, what is it? Is it is it because white people are just like lying to us because of the times that we find ourselves in? Mm-hmm. And so they don't want to tell me the truth because this is, this is garbage. This is not it. I can't go, you know. And so he, you know, people, he's like, critics are saying one thing. He's like, but, but, you know, critics are lying. Like, I'm, I've watched the movie. Have you not watched the movie? Tell me it's yeah. garbage. And so that's a, that's the entire episode. Him like talking how about how terrible his movie is and people telling him how or some people telling him how, hey, we gotta support like we gotta support black yeah. projects, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just because, like, you know, even if it's bad, you gotta support it because mm-hmm. bad you movies know, gotta man, get made too. I mean, yeah, and look at how many look if this is the first bl- bad black movie I, you've seen, how many terrible white, like white made, you know, whatever movies have you seen? They're they're all out there. All the yeah. B movies are out there, hundred <laughs> percent. So they're all still, um, they're all on Hallmark right now. I, so I say all that to say this: I'm not saying that Red Notice is that. You definitely did though. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not. It's entertaining, no, it's but it's not. But it's not. Um, like I, I can't tell you. Like if that if that movie, if I went to Rotten Tomatoes, maybe I should do that right now to see what it got. Uh, a seven. What if it got a seven on Rotten? Because if I would have seen it and it got like a seven, I would negative eight tomatoes. I would be watching it. Yeah, no, because it's one of those who's like, oh, it's so bad, I gotta see it. Yeah, like I, I, I don't put a lot of stock into, into what uh, critics say. Me either. Obviously, because I went to watch Wild Wild West. One hundred percent. And then I saw that other project with him, him and his son, where they're like in space or something. Um, after Earth, you saw After, after Earth? Earth. I sure did. He wrote a book about this about that movie. You know that right? Like there was excerpts of like how because of that movie was at Will Smith, like that movie was so bad. Um, that Jaden Smith wanted to be uh, what is it when like when they the parents? 
Um, <laughs> it was Jaden Smith's fault, man. Look, Will Smith brought his son on. Like, look, I'm yeah. gonna try to to let you ride on these coattails, son. Mm-hmm. And uh, you was just it true? Do it. Mel told me that that movie was directed by Jada Pinkett Smith. Is that true? I don't know. Maybe. I have no idea. Apparently, she she has Will doing whatever the hell she wants. She's like, hey, look, Max. watch me uh, bang this dude out right in front of you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't believe they like made that public, bro. Like, how do you <laughs> how do you do a podcast and then like, yeah, we are gonna air how. I've, how I was banging out other dudes, hey, but somehow uh, it's gonna be your your fault. I'm gonna have to Google this and see. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That's hey, so wild. That's wild, bro. Hey, 38 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. 38 okay. percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, by the way, but the but then in audience, oh, no, wait. the audience, the audience score, 93 percent. Mm-hmm. So the audience is enjoying it. They know what you're you're going to watch of Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson. Gal Gadot movie. Like, they're enjoying it. 93%. Yeah. And, and so the reason why I don't put a lot of stock into to oh, no. critics is because like you have and so it wasn't a bad movie. It was entertaining. I don't know why it's getting a 38%. Uh, but this movie aside, any other movie, critics to me are the least, the least creative people in the world. Yep. Like you have people out there putting themselves out there, whether they're comics, whether they're uh, actors, directors, writers, and then you were going to go out there and say, well, I don't have any talent, but I'm going to go and talk about how crappy their work is. That's why yep. I put no song into it. If I watch the movie and it's a dud, it's like, hey, I made the choice, whatever, but I'm not going to listen to this dude that's never tried something in your life and yeah, their entire school- job is to shoot everything down. Yeah. Old school critics are terrible. By the way, yeah. uh, I want to put a on-spot correction. M. Night Shyamalan directed After Earth, bro. He had a, a rough run, by the way, after like six cents. He had a couple, like, yeah. The ca- was it the cabin in the woods? Was it or something like that? Though I don't know if it was that one. Whichever one was Lady was in like, the Water or something. That Lady one was... in the Water. That was weird. I didn't watch. All that. his like, movies are, one... are strange. So I mean, there was one on. like the cabin or whatever it was where whatever we're getting sidetracked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So red. Yeah. So look. Yeah, Red Notice. Uh, people people are gonna like it because it's The Rock, right? He's the, one of the most marketable actors probably ever, right? Like, yeah. He might not be the greatest actor uh, out there. It's a treasure hunt movie. It's what it is. So, like, if you liked National Treasure and if you kind of like Jumanji, which is like similar no. treasure hunting kind of stuff, yeah, it's like, treasure. Yeah. Uh, then, then yeah, you're gonna like it. I mean, it's that's kind of that's kind of the rock's forte, right? Like he did like Journey to the Center of the Earth was a treasure hunt movie. Yeah. All that, all that type of stuff. All right, so oh, I mean, I'll I'll check it out. I still have to watch Chang Chi, so I got a couple other things to watch. All right, man, let's watch. get into this next topic. Yeah, this, this, I, I thought this was interesting. We spent 35 minutes in our intro and somehow <laughs> got sidetracked into the rock movie. All right, man. Uh, <laughs> anti-work. This was this was an article that you sent me. This is things that we've talked about previously, but this is this is an article from Business Insider that we read. You know, mm-hmm. and we can get into like the particulars if you want to screen share it yeah. and all that stuff. I'm with you. But I think the part that I found the most shocking was the fact that the person that they interviewed, you know, thing about his name was like Larry. He was fifty-two. Yep. I think, like, I, I think I thought it was gonna be like a a, a generation dude, swear, X, uh, Z yeah. or millennial. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was gonna be like a twenty-two-year-old kid who, like, he was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do that." Yep. Uh, you know, it was like this guy was like fifty-two years old, part of the workforce for over thirty years, and he's like, "I'm tired of this shit, dude." Like, what the fuck is happening, man? Like, what? How? Like. I like I guess because I'm I'm very secluded in my life, right? Like yeah. I have I have a job that 
I really don't belong any uh, at one specific place. I jump, mm-hmm. I jump to different places. Um, I live in a place with very small, right, very small town. So I'm very much to myself. So sometimes I think like, oh man, these things, the things I'm thinking, other people can't be thinking, right? right. Because it's like I'm not, I'm not in those networks or in that space. So when like in the in the article, and they said like, look, the the top runners got two point one trillion dollars extra, and now they're about to get this extra money, and now we're we're sitting here not knowing exactly what's what. Oh, look, my mom was on. Hey, mama. So good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that was, that was during the the pandemic, right? Where billionaires, Mm -hmm. we're talking about billionaires added $2.1 trillion to their wealth. Yes. While everyone else, you know, had lost their jobs, had to start collecting unemployment. Um, I know we, since you read the article, you know, they mentioned, they, they talk about how, businesses are going under because people aren't coming back to work. And so no. some business owners are putting signs up that say, you know, please bear with us as we don't have any, uh, we're short staffed, but no. then they go a step farther and they say, and they, they put in these notes on the windows or on, you know, all over their business saying, well, people don't want to work anymore. They'd rather no. be out collecting these unemployment benefits. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think where the article, or you know, not the article, but where where that those notes from the business owners fall short is where he should have they should have put a little bit more, like saying people want to stay home, collecting these great unemployment benefits instead of coming to work for a wage where you can't live on. Maybe yep. <laughs> maybe if you yep. paid people a livable wage, that would yes. take away from your bottom line. But you know, people are realizing that. And, and look, it, it, it's a little bit of a give and take because some jobs there, there's going to be a certain skill set that's required. That's not, you're not going to pay someone $20 an hour for some certain things. And right. so that's understandable. So if everyone's expecting 20 bucks an hour for, you know, a, a, some, a menial task that can yeah, retail possibly job. be automated yep. or something, yep. uh, that's, that's a tough ask, but to pay people, you know, minimum wage when they're out there, working 40 hour weeks for you coming in covering for other people essentially and, and we're talking about not just i mean i'm talking about major corporations but even yeah. like small and medium-sized businesses like though by the way small and medium medium-sized businesses usually if they can compensate their people better than these bigger corporations yes. we're talking about the people at the lower end in, because they, they run your in, business yeah. for you like yeah, they need to yeah. invest in the employees because that's the business right that's the business yeah. if you have like two or three locations and one or two people don't show up. That could be that could be everything for you. That could, that, that yep. would be you like uh, restricting hours or you know not being able to provide certain services to to your customers, uh, shutting down a location temporarily. Like that's that's huge. And so these small business owners usually are more understanding. So, but yep. the fact that these that that people are printing up those signs, you know, complaining about their employees not coming back to work. Well, also they do want they they hey. They realize that they're getting paid more, yep, and they can survive off of this while they go do something else, improve, learn a new skill, find yeah, like la- better, like the better paying the- jobs. Yeah, like the lady in the article is like, I'm just gonna do woodworking and I'll do some Uber Eats, and you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, what was it like she wanted? She had a doctor's appointment, and or you know, needed to take her car in for services. Yeah, her boss was like, you come in to work, you're fired. Like, so yeah. I'm so like, that's the part that like. Again, like the part that blew my mind the most was a 52 year old at the beginning, right? Yeah. But all those things is like, again, it's one of those where I go back to what I said because I live so secluded from everything, right? Like you and you think you're the only one going through it, right? right. So when you see that 
they fight like when the article talked about how they would lay off employees and just give the next employee more responsibility. Not not with any more any more compensation, not with any as like, hey, Brenda isn't showing up to work today. Or we had to let Brenda go. Now you, Brian, have to take on Brenda's responsibility. Without additional pay. Without additional <laughs> pay. And if I and you're already asking for a raise is already intimidating and scary enough. Cause you're like, man, I'm like, I know I'm worth more. But if I ask that, am I gonna like put myself there? They already let Brenda go. So right. let me just put my head down and do all of Brenda's work too. Yeah, because I got bills to pay. Yeah. Like it's <clears throat> but you know what? It's funny that you mentioned that because I, I get uh you know core the Quora, the, the question site where people go on Quora and they ask whatever yeah, questions. Yeah. Q right, so, U O R A, right? Yeah. And yeah. so one of the questions or emails that I got today was someone posted, I let an employee go uh because you know we we felt he was redundant or I didn't, you know, I didn't need him. And now we have a project where I definitely need him. How do I get him back? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it's like, it, it's, it's those kinds of, of decisions. Like, how do you get them back? I mean, so like that person that takes the additional work, especially in the times that we find ourselves in now where employers are having a difficult time uh, hiring because people aren't coming back. Yeah. You, you have some leverage as an employee saying, well, yeah, you should feel comfortable asking for a raise. Yeah, Brenda left for a reason. If you're gonna give me this extra duty, I, I, I deserve a raise. Hell, yes. he's you're not asking for to double your salary so that you can have Brenda's salary, to, you know, Correct. added onto yours. But I think that now that Brenda's gone and I'm gonna be doing her work, you can afford to give me a raise, and still, hell, and still, you know, I, save some money because you're not you're still not paying a f two full time employees. Right, but I don't like. I, I don't think businesses look at it that way, right? Like, I think, like, why would I, I mean, I'm paying you this now. Why would I give you any, you know what I mean? Like, why would I give you any more? And Brenda's not here, and I don't have to spend that $50,000 a year. Like, I'm not going to give you another 10 so you can make, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, they're, they're not, gonna, they're not looking, they're no. not looking at it. Let's just say, like, I, right? Like, they're, they're not looking at it like, oh, I should definitely invest in this employee right. that I trusted to take over Brenda's work. They're looking at it like Brenda's gone. I'm gonna make that extra. I'm gonna pocket that sixty thousand. No, I know that's how they're looking at it, but I'm you just saying I mean? so you as like, the employee that more in these times have more leverage right. because of how difficult it is to find employees or people aren't coming back as fast as in previous times. Um, right. You have that's that leverage fun. to ask for that raise, yeah, and you so can I say exactly that. It's like, hey, you could have me. I'm making fifty. Brenda's gone, so you know, I, I'd like a uh, give me a. I'd like to be making sixty. 62 yeah. 65 whatever it's like yeah. it's it, it's either you know you can you don't have to make it into like a confrontation but like the employer is going to find himself saying well if i don't give him the race then i'm talking about in our times right now right, if i don't right, give right. him the raise then it's either i pay one person 65 or i'm not two people and now i'm yeah. not paying anyone i'm saving 100k but i don't have people to do the work that needs to be done but that but that's but that's the thing right because then they just like brian like, the examples are given like oh brian and brenda left all right, Jacob, you're up, bud. Like, oh, you, you're taking on that responsibility. You got to take over. Oh, Brenda did finances and Brian did uh, logistics. Right. Guess what, bud? I'm, I'm, we're going to need you to figure out some Excel stuff. Like, I don't think, I don't think, I'll have to be very careful with what I, how I say things. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think that, uh, that they look at it that way, right? Because I've. Absolutely don't. I've, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, so that's why, that's why like this whole thing, it's, it's always weird to me. Like we, we talk about it all the time. Like it's, it's always weird when they bring up when people I know or 
so or social media talk bring up like oh we just got lazy people i was like businesses are gonna make their money hand over fist to screw you over a hundred percent of the time the one time that i'm like yo man i'm worth this i'm the asshole like right oh how like you know what i'm saying it was like why like was it the jobs just came out the jobs report just came out for september or october and it was like 4.4 million people left their jobs you think they left because they wanted to is because they kept getting shitted on and shitted on and shitted on and they've had enough man yeah like you know what I mean? Like they're they're tired of doing Brenda, Brian, Bre- Brenda, Jacobs, Tim's, Tyler's job. Yeah. While, when all those people got laid off because all you wanted to do was make more money. That's all. That's so. That's all it came down to. But at at the expense of my mental health and my livelihood, I have to keep giving you what you want. And when I when I take my worth for myself, then I'm the dickhead. Then I'm the one that gets the note. You know, me as as a, as a employees, mm-hmm. right? I'm the one that gets the note on a, on a window. Oh, that nobody wants to come back to work. Why don't they want to come back to work, bro? Probably because you're putting those notes up on the window. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the fact that you're paying them nothing and not giving them any kind of health, any kind of benefits. Don't you could work because look, not everybody's meant to be a high have a high earning job, right? Sometimes you need you need the cogs on the wheel. Let's keep it a hundred, right? Yeah. But you can't pay those cogs on the wheel pennies and then tell and then tax them on those pennies and then get mad when they're like, yo, man, can we get can we get some crumbs? Too, hey, like you know what? Because those without those cogs, the wheel goes nowhere. You still need to pay people. Exactly. There are different echelons. I get it. Like they're, you know, and maybe those those entry level or lower paying jobs are the ones that are seeing the most uh you know people leaving or not coming back because the unemployment benefits are matching or or you know exceeding what they were making before in their in their minimum wage or or just above minimum wage jobs. Yep. And so that's why they're not coming back. Because I can understand if like you have uh, a skill where you're making 80, 90, 150, whatever yeah. grand a year, where like you're you're th- those those positions have no trouble being filled because people aren't leaving those positions unless they're like Correct. just in a really stressful corporate environment. Um or a toxic but, environment, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but but those th- yeah, because unemployment benefits are not going to you know replace a ninety thousand or hundred twenty thousand no. dollar salary. You know what I mean? Absolutely not. But yeah. those other people, but other people that are below those thresholds. Yeah, the unemployment benefits kind of gives them a a bit of a break. They're saying, you know what, I'm I'm not going back to work. They treated me like crap. They didn't pay me enough. Mm-hmm. These benefits are more than enough, more than what I was making. So they're gonna cover me until I, hopefully, people are are learning a new skill or looking for jobs elsewhere. Or, you know, in a yep. company that maybe values them more. Uh, I mean, I, I I've seen it. You've seen like I saw, uh, was it Chipotle like offering saying within three years you'd be making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Offering yep. all sorts of, of incentives to bring people back. That's what uh, you got to do, man. Yeah, but you right. have to pay people. You make less, your shareholders like make less, but you know what? Your shareholders are still doing. They're still making money. Money, you know? yeah. Like that, that, that one, that one percent less. Which again, which is why you got to watch Succession. That one percent less for the shareholders might mean something, but that those shareholders are gonna be real mad when in about five years there's no employees to make money off of. Exactly. Right, like then, because you're 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 thinking about this one percent in this one quarter, there's half a percent of that point two five percent in this quarter. Hey, man, real quickly, in in a year, two, three, that company might be dead. Many companies thought they can get away with. Look, so I've seen sit. franchises close down here around because they couldn't yeah. bring people in, and they just Dude, they like, closed. Mom and pop businesses well, as well. The the McDonald's near me doesn't open in the lobby. Like you could only do drive through because employees aren't like employees just quit to that level. Chick-fil-A is, Chick-fil-A is the only one that's jumping. 
because they offer instead they they have a great business model, right? Like they offer their employees, you know what I mean? Like, they don't like the gays. Oh, that's oh, not the well, business model. I'm sorry. No, man, their hatred is one thing. Like they, <laughs> yeah, like, all right. Look, they have they 100 have their issues. They I'm, still have. Yeah, they do. They have great chicken, man. They great have chicken, great chicken. Bro. I call it. I call it the Lord's chicken. Personally, that's that's is what it the is. Lord's chicken. They have great the chicken. chicken. I think they they pay employees like tuition. Yeah. Um, and that's not new. That's not that's not a pandemic. That's who they've always incentive. Been. They, that's always yeah. right. That's something they've always instituted. Right. Yeah, and they're very yeah. Obviously, they're very much so a don't ask, don't tell employer. Yeah. But they, I've seen plenty of uh, LGBTQ. You know what I mean? Like I've seen pl- of employees there. Right. Not saying that it, it happens all the time, but they they're they're not that biased in that way. Also, probably the, I, the nicest employees I've ever been around. Like one hundred percent, dude. Oh I mean, maybe that's maybe that's part of their like obviously their culture. Like, hey, look, if you get any complaints, one, yeah. there is no three strike yeah. crew. It's like one, and you're done. There's um, a high level. Yeah, everyone's. You know, it's not like like there can't I be a Chick Fil A in Miami. You know, there can't be any yeah. Chick Fil A's in Miami because everyone in Miami is disgruntled. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> everyone has an attitude. Everyone's an alpha, yeah. and so yeah. I, actually, Everybody, I, I don't think there ever was a Chick Fil A in Miami. The first one I saw was somewhere in West Palm Beach. At least when I, I think was there might, I think there might be one now. I remember yeah. Danny telling me he goes to one, so there might be one now. Mm. But it has to be the worst service possible. Probably for sure. It has to be the worst service. <laughs> I will tell you, I wasn't at I wasn't at Atlanta, I wasn't Georgia two years ago when we went mm-hmm. up to Helen, and it was probably by like an awkward experience because I was the only brown person in there. Uh-huh. And like the the checkout lady didn't talk to me. She talked to my wife. You know, it was one of those things where like I'm ordering, and then she's like, she's but she's looking at my wife. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you notice that? Like, it's 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 things that like you know. Yeah. So it was weird because it's Chick Fil A. I'm not used to that. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, w- I expected that somewhere else. Like, I mean, Chick Fil A is supposed to be like the greatest. Uh, you know what I mean? Great customer service is what y'all do. But you didn't call her out. You were like, excuse me, miss. I'm over here, <laughs> dude. Honestly, dude, like when blatant racism happens like that, it's so shocking. Yeah, that, like you're you want to think about you're gonna do something in that moment, but then you're like, I'm I'm in Georgia. This is a small town. I'm <laughs> yeah. also brown. You know what I mean? I'm brown. Yeah. Like, there's a very good chance that I'm gonna get the the disturbing the peace conversation. So, I, like, I I literally play all that out in my head. Like, anytime I've ever had, it's, a it's, un, it's unfortunate that 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 still has to be a thought process. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And Jonathan, for me, that's a thought process. A hundred percent of the time. I know. Like when I'm working. Uh, when I'm doing anything, it's like, "Hey, man, you're big and brown. Calm down." Like that's literally what at the time was. Oh, you got just got disrespected, and you just got talked down to. Remember though, you're big and like your yeah. reaction is gonna be more uh, intense than than the energy. Yeah, if if, if if a a third party shows up and they know nothing about the situation, they're gonna look at you and yes, the other individual, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, it's this this brown dude, this big brown this dude." Brown dude yeah. Like, does he? How am I even gonna talk to him? Does he even speak English? What, uh, and yeah, and that, yeah, exactly. And that goes back to yeah. Uh, that we could also tie that back into like the anti-work stuff, right? Like where it that I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels that way, right? So if you have uh, Carolina, right, or whatever that works at your company, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's 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 uh, a brown skin because it, it it is different. Right. You know what I mean? The one one skin over another, right? Like that that person is also not gonna say like, oh man, but like I'm I got all these people relying on me. I you 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 take more. Right, like you, you, you take on more stress and 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 unnecessary shit. Like we've seen it, right? Like you see it. I'm sure you see it all the time. Like you know it. You you at some point have seen like, hey man, like we're giving this person a lot of responsibility, and probably wouldn't be handling it that way if we 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 knew that they had to be a certain kind of way. So right. people are just employees are just tired of taking endless amounts of shit, yeah. and with the fact that 
unemployment is even competitive with a free market is bullshit upon a whole nother level. Like that should not, you should not make more money on unemployment than you do if you're working 40 hours a week. Hey, right? like, that was, let's just look, put, put that shit to bed. Way, Can we just put that shit to bed? For sure. And look, all these uh, Republicans or conservative conservatives that talk about, hey, capitalism is the answer, right? The market yep. will sort itself out. Well, then mm-hmm. you should not be complaining about people collecting unemployment because yep. and, and not going back to work because that's the market's going to sort bitch. itself out, right? Yeah, the market's gonna, the market. And how is the market going to sort itself out? Either companies are going to go broke or they're going to pay their employees more. That's yeah. the market sorting itself out. Yeah. But it sort of took it took the government or this this crazy thing that's been going on for the last almost two years now, and yep. the government instituting these these uh, unemployment benefits and extended ones. And I mean, and even then, they only go for a certain period of time. But it took these unemployment benefits that I've never seen before. And like, never. I mean, I and I collected unemployment when I left when I left the army back in 2015. Yep. Between then yep. and the time that I that I started my new uh, my new position. Right. Um, so I, I didn't, I didn't feel ashamed by the way. Like I was actively looking for work, actively yep. trying to do things on the side and you know, I, that's money that you put in that you're entitled to. Yes. Uh, so I collected unemployment, but it wasn't like some of the unemployment benefits that we have now. And you know, I, I wouldn't have complained if I had a little bit more money back then, but it, it's yes. taken that it's taken us like, again, going into more debt. Paying people almost you know, an apocalypse. These unemployment almost an apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, an apocalypse. <laughs> printing money out of thin air, uh, yeah. and, and the rapture. The that might that it might take that to to make these companies, these billionaires, realize maybe we need to pay people a little more. Maybe we need to treat them with a little bit more dignity and respect, regardless of whatever job they do. Because at the end of the day, if we have that job, it's because we need someone to do it. So maybe we need to pay them well, compensate them, and treat them like human beings. Look, I'm. Personally, look, I'm a pessimist. I don't think they've learned anything because in that time when people are leaving the workforce, they're making more money. Yeah. Right? Like the, the top, like the, the big people, the ones who, when when we have three corporations left, they've made more money in this pandemic than, than they have ever before. Yeah. Right? Like, so it's not, they're not going to learn anything at all. So they're just, they're, until, until it actually reaches their pockets, and who knows when that's going to be because the stock market, the illusion that it is, is, yeah. is, ridiculously at all time high which is what uh elon musk makes hundreds of billions hundreds of billions of dollars in a day what we're not we're not talking anything right like that that article it's not going to reach many people they're just people are going to be like oh they're just lazy no bro this is a shift in the in the power movement yeah i mean to to put a bow on it right it's not anti-work is not people being against working right it's not that it's it's being anti the status quo the way that corporations treat people the you know what from pay to benefits to just like you said, some of someone leaves and the way that they treat you, you just you're expected to pick up the slack without yep. giving you any kind of additional financial no. incentives. Uh, because be, at the end of the be, day, it's the bottom line. It's that two point one trillion dollars that billionaires have added to their pockets during this pandemic. hundred percent. I just dropped it, caught it. Cool. Look at that. F- quick, fast muscle movement. I don't know fast what fishing. what that was, but okay. Uh, I dropped it. I that, dropped my screen. <laughs> Yeah, that's what happened there. Um, but look, yeah, to to wrap it up, to put that second bow on it, yeah, man, look, it's it is. I'm a person who believes it is what it is, right? Like they're not. I don't think much is going to change, right? Like this mm-hmm. is this is like these people making these decisions. It, to me, I'm gonna be honest, it's crazy, right? Because it's because something we've never seen before. 
that it it's kind of mind blowing, right? When something right. is so new, but then again, like seeing that other people are also fed up with with their uh with their work situations and all this stuff, and they're making that leap of, yo, man, I'm just done. Like I'm just, like you just you get to the point where, and it might not be unemployment because right? I don't think you get unemployment if you leave your your current job, but I get just like look, yeah, whatever you I'm do, not, don't I'm, don't resign. I can make yeah, them fire you. Because, you know what? Being fired now in these times, it's not you make more money. But not just that. What I'm saying is like it's not that bad of a like everyone's getting fired. I mean, not everyone, yeah. but a lot of people are getting fired because of like the situation we find ourselves in, because yeah. of the the economic impact that's had on companies. Some people can't keep certain people on, but don't resign. Don't be you know if your boss is like, hey, we may need you to resign because we can't we can't. Uh, we can't keep you on. We can't afford to, to pay for your position. I pop whatever. Fine. Fire me, dude. But I'm not resigning. You're going to have yeah. to fire me, pay me an incentive package, or let me go collect my unemployment, but I'm not resigning. It's, it's crazy, right? Like <laughs> That's slick. Um, That's such a slick move that yeah. people try to pull on their employees. They try. They screw you while, they, while you're working there, and then they try to screw you on the way out again. On the way out. It's crazy, right? When when all the layoffs happened early last year and through, and through this madness, right? There was no... There was no article where like, hey man, why didn't the companies prepare for this? You know what I mean? Like, why, why, like, yeah. so now when the employer, when the employees are like, yo man, I'm done. Now it's all oh, the employees are lazy. Right. I was like, what about when the bill? Don't you, don't you pay people hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to just have some in case shit money? Right. Like, right. isn't that your whole business plan? Like, oh no, you just. But again, we we've talked about ad nauseum, but hey, that's all. It's all bullshit. Look, uh, have six. Hey, have six months to twelve months salary saved up because yeah. you lose your job, right? Where's yeah, that mentality for corporations that can't exactly? You know, there is they, they just they sh- with no shame turn around and go to the government and say I need to be bailed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with no shame, and they get it right away. But you and I can't but, do that because then we're no, bums and we're trying to live off of the government and we don't want to pull our weight. Exactly, we, we're on the government's tit. All just that saying. Ugh, all right, I think that's enough right. for that. All right, let's go. Let's go with our final topic of the day because we've gone long on a couple of these. We let's have. go Holloway Rodriguez, man. Because that second one we could talk about on Wednesday when we do this again. Yeah. Yo, Holloway man, Rodriguez. I hate, hate, mid, love it, but hate it. Had no idea, first of all, why, why I hate it. I had no idea this fight card was even happening. Had no idea. Had zero clue that Max Holloway, former featherweight champion, was even fighting on Saturday. I didn't tell you that. I, I mean, I knew because I watched the previous UFC, but I... I I always kind of track them, what's going on, because there's always some kind of fight night between the pay-per-views. Yeah, there's a fight night next week again, I think. Yeah, I think there's so. There's a fight night every, every, but, dude, like, in the middle of the day, first of all, I prefer it at the end of the night, because then I've already watched football. Like, yeah. I had to go back. I was watching that more than I watched the Miami FSU game. I want to spend zero, real quick, this is going to be Miami <laughs> recap. My, my Miami, fire everybody. Everybody. That's I've been dealing happening. with this for the... Yeah, I've been dealing with everybody for eight, about 18 years. I've been dealing with this mediocrity. I know next guy might be the same. I get it because I've seen it for 18 years through six head coaches, but I'm exhausted by it. So this is why I started watching the Holloway fight because the Miami FSU game was at the same time as this fight. Mm-hmm. Like I literally tuned away from it. My childhood, I was like, no, nah, man, I'm all good. I'm going to go watch this war between Max Holloway and Yair, Yair Rodriguez. Yeah. Crazy. I had it 3-2. Hey, I by just, the way, I had it 3 3- 3-2 max. It could have it could have gone 4-1 max. Yeah, you won that yeah. first round, hands down. Yeah. Hands you know, down. not that and it wasn't like he destroyed Max, it's just he put in more work. Max was trying to feel him out. 
because uh, Yair is unpredictable. Yeah. Uh, at least he's been known for for really like unorthodox stuff. Uh, that second round could have gone either way, but you give it to Yair. Rounds three and four were were max. I thought max. easy. Round yeah. five, uh, they both were going at it, but I I gave the edge to Max. Yeah. Um, Yair, like like I said, after like right into the round, the third round, I think it was the third round. It looked like Yair was kind of just tired. He was throwing yep. a lot of volume in those Everything. first couple rounds. Everything. Yeah. Everything he threw was with viciousness, with a lot of intent, and that takes something out of you. Yeah. Every punch, every kick. And he, he hasn't fought in two years. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, look. I remember talking to you about Yair about a year ago. Like, man, I want to watch this dude Yair fight, but I haven't he seen had him fights. in a while. He had fights that just fell apart. And you were like, who's that? Who's Yair? I, was, I, like, that. I was like, I who's that. Yair? Lie. What? That's I was like, lie. this dude is a, a beast. Fucking, you got to watch him fight. And then, and then yesterday, lie. Saturday, you were just like, oh, yeah. I mean, like, he's a beast, like, against the Korean zombie. I'm like, what do you it's mean all, against the Korean zombie? Like, when I talked to you about Yair a year ago, you were like, who's Yair Rodriguez? Who is this guy? Never said this. So all. I know for sure you were just like, uh, no, <laughs> no, you lying son of a bitch. No, uh, uh-uh. Cursed all the way through. You must, nah. you must no. have like no. gone. You must have watched no. like a couple of year Yair fights before this UFC fight came out. You must have like gone on YouTube and just like I, or on the ESPN Plus app and just looked all his older fights before this fight, so you could have something to say about Yair. <laughs> you lying son of a bitch, uh, dude. I watched. I remember watching that Yair uh, Korean zombie fight. Was the craziest fight, and then he hit him with like that up elbow in the last, the up literally up, like the last, that last second. Uh-huh. Uh, I think the fight he had before that, because he hadn't fought that fight he had before that, because he takes breaks between fights. Yeah, uh, he fight I think he had before that was the Frankie Edgar fight. When Frankie Edgar took him down and just destroyed his eye for like two mm-hmm. rounds, and then before that, like he had that weird uh, fight against uh, Bruce Leroy. That one I don't remember. Yeah, when they were just, it was like fight night, fight night. I think they were back on Fox then. Uh-huh. That's how long ago it was. Like he was, they were just doing like wild kicks. It was just really weird. But he's had some crazy performances. So like going off those performances, I just I I, I think so highly of Max. Right? I think Max is the best one forty five in the on the planet. Like I think he's like I know he's lost to Volkanovski twice. I just I just don't. Eh, eh, you know what I mean? Like I can't. I just like Max more, is what I'm going to say. Listen, you and I, and I think a lot of people thought Max won that second fight. I thought Max won the first fight. Like, I think it was debatable. You know what I mean? I have to go, I have to go watch that first fight now. Like, it was a very similar fight. I thought that Volko, Volko really controlled that first fight. I thought that, so I have to go back and watch it. You know, we've been watching, well, I've been watching a lot of UFC lately Mm -hmm. that I could have confused it with another fight. But I thought that Volkanovski, like, definitely won that fight. But the second one I thought went to Max. But yeah, yeah. I, I just gotta go back and, and watch. Um, I it think he's the best two, in the division. I think he's the best yeah. in the division. You saw what he did to Ortega. Um mm-hmm. I mean destroyed him. Destroyed him. The 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 other fight night, uh was it even fight night or was it like on ABC or some craziness? The yeah, it was, uh, a, cater yeah, fight? It was a fight. Yeah, the cater fight. Destroyed cater, six hundred and fifty strikes. Ridiculous. Which is why which is why I was so afraid for Yair, right? Yeah, because uh, Yair's a great kickboxer. And right? here's where I know that you don't know about Yair. This is why I go back to saying when I asked you about Yair a year, a year ago, you're no. like, who is that? Because I, I get that you were afraid, but I'm like, you can't be that afraid. Yair is a beast. If you've seen this dude fight, not, yeah, but like, I think he's at a level, different level right? than Calvin I, Cater. He I think just, he is. Look, the same reason why look, I'm a big Brian Ortega fan, right? Uh-huh. When you I didn't watch, think that was gonna happen to him, you're right. 
you see what I'm saying? Like when you yeah. watch how Brian Ortega took Frankie Edgar's body out, like soul out of his body with that uppercut, right? Mm-hmm. When you watch that, you're like, oh, okay. And then you see him against Max Holloway destroy him. Like yeah. I just Yair's a monster, bro. Yair will beat both our asses with one switch kick, no questions asked. But Max Holloway is just, I think, a tier above. Right, like, and and I think he's a tier above everybody. I think he's the best one forty five or ever, unquestionably for me. Like the, uh, above everybody, right? Yes, I put it over Jose Aldo uh, that one time, that one Conor McGregor punch. Max Holloway is the the goat one forty five. Yeah, I think so. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know, and I didn't think Yair had that in him, right? Like it was three two, maybe four one, right? Because Max Holloway's chin is unrecognizably amazing, like. He was getting hit, bro. Like it yeah, wasn't like he was, was just standing there. Yeah. He was getting hit. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't think that would happen. So I have a lot more respect for Yair. But Max is still a cut above everybody else. But man, if Max ever, he's not gonna get a knock because he's older now. But dude, if he, if Max ever had that one knock, that one KO power, oh my god. Yeah. Oh, it's. But Max won't. You know, Max isn't going to. He's he's 29, man, and they and they mentioned that I didn't know he had he's had tw- that was his 29th fight, as and he's 29 years old. Yeah. So Max, his career might not be as long as some other guys. Like I mean, it's been long already. He's been in the UFC been for quite already, a while. Yep. But yep. as I'm talking about like his as far as age goes, like 29. But he might be. I'm not saying his his skills are eroding because They're they not. are. But I've mentioned yeah. this to you before, where when he speaks and it, I, I try not to judge like. Uh, after yeah, scary. after a fight, it's scary. He's slurring his words. Uh, if it's just like a regular interview, it's fine. He speaks normal, but obviously, so I try not to judge him after a fight because it's scary. But he's that he not only does he dish out punishment, he's taken a lot of punishment. Yes, and there's only so much you can do. Is like Usman when he fought uh, he's fought Covington twice, and he's like, hey, there's only so many of those wars that I can that I want to get into. That's true. To it's have true. career longevity, to be able to enjoy my kids and my life after the UFC, mm-hmm. he's like, I, he's, like, I love it, I love fighting, I love fighting him, but there's only so many of those that I have in me and that I even want to get into if I want to enjoy my life. And Max has had a ton of those. Ton of uh, I mean, that Yair fight was no joke. He he mm-hmm. he gave punishment, but he took some punishment in order to give it, and he's been doing that for a that, long look, time. That that take old twenty nine. Like at some point that chin, that chin is gonna give, right? It happened to Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson is like thirty-eight years old. So, yeah. I mean, Max, it might happen to Max when he's thirty-one, like where he gets hit and and he's gonna feel it, and he's gonna get dropped, and then he's not gonna be the same because that yep. stuff is cumulative. It just adds up. Yes, over time. Like what? That's that's what I was like. It just it worries me with Max, right? Because yeah, like you said, it just takes that one time. It takes yeah. that one time that he that he gets caught because your chin. Your chin can't be that ridiculous for your whole career, right? It's 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 why fighters have and should have short careers. Like I don't like seeing Frankie Edgar still fight. You know what uh, I mean? Like I guys, took that kick from from Cheeto Vera. Yeah, for the way he took that kick from Cheeto Vera, I thought he should have been done when he got knocked out three years ago yeah. by Brian Ortega. You know what I mean? Like, look, we that Brian Ortega fight. Yeah, Brian Ortega got whooped, but Max Holloway took hits in that one too. Mm-hmm. It just there's a power level difference. Right. Brian Ortega doesn't have that power level, right? There's a power level difference and a and a like a hand hardness difference. Yeah. Because there's some punches that Max got caught with that 95% of UFC fighters get knocked out of. And it just but that power is still that your brain still rattled. 
Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you might not have got shut off, but your brain still got rattled. So it it worries me, man. Like, especially when you see his young son. He's 29, dude. Like, how functional is he gonna be at 40? You know, like that's I mean, that's that's the that's part that, that we've talked about that scares me. That I just think like, dude, you've done everything. I you know, every fight from here on out for him, really, it's it's about the money. I don't think he needs to prove anything to anyone. I think uh dana white said oh that that's nonsense talk about mcgregor that he, you know max said that he was like first in line or at the top of the list for any mcgregor fight but he's saying that the next fight is for with volkanovsky again and you know I, i'm not saying i don't want to see it i i would like to see max fight and win i thought he won the second fight i, yep. I, I the series should be one one um but you know, maybe he takes fights with big names, not necessarily something for a title, but just money fights. He's a price fighter. Yeah, Dustin Poirier is like, yeah, right, exactly. You know, yeah. get your money and and get out. You held the title. You were the king at that division. Well, you, you're still the king of that division. Fight. That Dustin Poirier fight. Remember they fought, and there was that was where the power level was different. Yeah, Dustin Poirier molly whopped Max Holloway. I mean, he's done that to everybody. <laughs> he's done that to yeah. quite a few people, right? Yeah, I know. But I'm I'm saying like yeah. you see, like that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like what Max Holloway does to everybody. Yeah, he got he, it was got, done, to he him. got done in. Like, yeah. It was done to him. So there, there's a, there's a, that's what I'm saying. Like there's levels, right? Like out, dude. I was. It took the fifth round for Max to get cut. Yeah, he had both eyes shut, mm -hmm. a forehead. You know, I mean, he was done up, man. So yeah, yeah. Hey, look, I want to. I don't know if you. I don't think you saw this fight. It was, I believe, it was. I'm gonna tell you right now. Was it the last fight? It it was the last fight in the prelim. Uh, Tiago Moises and Joel Alvarez. I didn't watch that fight. No, uh, I remember you get. I remember you texted me. Joel Alvarez is like he's like twenty eight. He's a lightweight from Spain. Oh he's yeah, six three, monster. Yeah, I've seen Tiago Moises fight, and like you know, he's whatever. He's like a, a top fifteen guy. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not again. He's not like a. He's not a terrible fighter, but dude, this this was a different level. I think he's this guy. You might see him fighting some of the bigger fights. In the next six months to a year, he's a fifty-fiver. He's a yeah, he's a he's a lightweight. Um, fifty-five. I saw yeah. his like uh, post-match interview where he was saying that like Kamzat uh, gave him some credit uh -huh. and uh, and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Look, it's that's the first Spaniard fighter I think I've never. I don't. Uh -huh. I can't remember another fighter on the card. So I saw the. I, I'll go back and rewatch the fight. I I didn't watch the. I didn't. I didn't watch that fight because I, I was still flipping back and forth between the Miami FSU game. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Damn, what was that? There was a there was a Street Fighter character that he reminds me of. Not the Spanish guy, not Vega. Tiago, uh, Tiago, uh, Joel, Joel uh, Alvarez. He reminds me of like the tall, like boxer, like <laughs> I don't know where the dude was Dawson? from. Not Dawson. That's like the dude with the no, but the other was like a tall, muscular, like six foot three kickboxer. This dude was, yeah, it was right. at a different level. Like I, he's unranked. But he's gonna be in the top ten, top fifteen soon, and he's hopefully gonna be fighting some of the, some of the contenders, some of the other contenders out there. Because this dude is no joke; he's legit. I'd never seen him fight before, but I just like watching him, watching that fight watching for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I'm gonna have to go watch his other fights just to see uh, what he's done. But yeah, that's where YouTube is great, bro. Yeah, that's where YouTube is fantastic. I mean, I didn't, I didn't care about the other, the undercard fights. It didn't, it didn't matter. The rest of the fights were. Felicia Spencer destroyed some like Air Force lady. That was an ugly fight. I just I felt there's bad no for one her. in there's no one at the division, right? It's it's Amanda Nunez, and then I think yeah. that's who she lost to, right? Amanda Nunez. So like, yeah, yeah. Oh, she and she lost to Cyborg too. 
Yeah, but um, Cyborg's not in the UFC anymore. I think my that's yeah. that's really it. That's really that's, it. Yeah. No one wants to and watch then, her fight. Uh, <laughs> Amanda. And then Amanda Nunes fights Juliana Pena at the fight at the UFC 269 for the. I think that's a Dustin Poirier fight. That's a Dustin Poirier fight. Yep. And I think that might be Leon Edwards and Masvidal were supposed to be on that card. Ma- they're not got, fighting because Masvidal was injured, or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Masvidal got hurt. Was... Yeah, so something's got to happen there. But yeah, they got to put somebody up against Leon Edwards, boring ass fighter. Well, he's saying I'm he's in... not fighting. He's saying he's just gonna not fight because he's not gonna take someone on the last that minute could take him. that could yeah. that could potentially cost him a, a, a shot at the title. You know, so yeah, whatever. He, I don't blame him. I don't want to watch him fight anyway. I don't want to watch him. On, I'll watch him when Usman fights him. That's about it. I'm not going to go out of my way. I don't, <laughs> right. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch a uh, Leon Edwards fight. No. I got nothing else, man. You got something else for the people? No, man. I'm good. I finished my bourbon, so it's time for me, me to too. go. Yes, sir. All right, guys. We out. Peace. You going to do your weird peace sign, John? Peace. It's not is. weird. It's a, a regular peace sign. No, it's, it's definitely weird. <laughs>